Theorising that one can travel in time via the internet, the Staggering Stories team stepped into the podcast accelerator and vanished. Now they are leaping from episode to episode, geeking out over the minutest science fiction fact, guided by the unseen hands of the head of poetry, hoping against hope that the next podcast will be the podcast home. This is Staggering Stories 162. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam. And I, yes! Oi! Uh, Oi! Uh, Oi! Uh, uh, there's something in the corner. Having... I've only been away for a couple of episodes and you miss me already. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, we weren't actually aiming for you, but... Ha-ha-dee-ha-ha. Hello, I'm Jean. And I'm Will Keith. Mm, just Keith. Well, just Keith, yes. yes. Fake Keith isn't here. Fake Keith has had a power cut. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, She's got on batteries. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah. I forgot to plug her in she and charge She needs to be charged up. <laughs> so I'm the designated female. <laughs> no Scott either, unfortunately. Oh, no, no. Didn't no, know in not. time. Yeah, it was a last-minute thing. Anyway, without further ado, Serving Aces in the final set of the news with El Presidente. Yay! is still busy doing nothing. Sorry, Mark <laughs> Gatiss is still busy doing non-Who TV. Gatiss. Sorry, Gatiss. <laughs> Mark Gatiss, or Gatiss, depending on which side of the video you come from, <laughs> big name Doctor Who fan and potential replacement to Steve Moffat, the vast toffee, MN. would appear to be keeping himself too busy to take over any time soon. (laughs) (laughs) BBC Two is to bring back from the dead the concept of Christmas ghost stories with with Gatti set to write and direct an adaptation of M.R. James' mouthful, The Tractate Midoth. That's why you were saying this, not me. <laughs> <laughs> he would all... What the hell's a tractator? <laughs> You'd have to read the story to find out. I don't know what a tractator is, but... Uh, is that sort of some, uh, a position in cricket? In middle middle silly, silly mid-off? Middle silly off? Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Good girl she was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he will also present a documentary on M.R. James who is known as the originator of the antiquarian ghost story. So, like, these other people, like, um, oh, what's his name? Famous writer Dickens and that. They weren't writing (laughs) ghost stories. What antiquarian was. (laughs) Oh, dear. Also keeping... Does that mean it's a ghost story set in a bookshop? Uh, I don't know. It's something with wills, actually, isn't it? Also keeping the colourful Dalek lover busy will be... (laughs) Will be what is the old president a right smoking when he writes these will be a four part science fiction documentary given the concise name of 
My God, it's full of stars. A journey to the edge of science fiction. Gacy does love a mouthful, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Janice Hadlow, controller of BBC Two, said... It's a pleasure to bring Mark Gattis back to BBC Two with a new look at one of Britain's genre-defining writers. And we'll be setting a channel first as we take an in-depth look at the cult of science fiction. Mm. I have to say, I did see Gattis's, I think it was two or three... Empty House? Documentaries no. on the no. genre oh. of horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were very good. They were very, very good. He certainly knew his stuff. Um, I mm. mean, it wasn't... Oh, I've gone to some reference books. It's the kind of stuff that people who are into movies he's, and horror genre would know. He's a fictionado of the RKO horror movies yeah. and the old hammers. Oh, yeah, yeah, all this stuff, yeah. yeah. As you were about to say, a couple of years ago he did, uh, was it Crooked House? Crooked the, House, that's the, one, yeah. That was yeah. done over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. three or four of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're out on DVD. Yeah, they, they weren't too bad. Weren't mm. too bad, if I remember rightly. Yeah, and it that says, was BBC Four, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was BBC yeah, Four. And it, was, it was very much in the the vein of the old Christmas ghost stories of the Signalman and yeah, such things. Exactly, that's what they're trying to bring back to a yeah. more mainstream audience. Yeah, mm. I look forward to those. Mm. Eccleston, a leftover. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Anyone else remember that chap who played the Doctor for a couple of months back in 2005? Mm. Prepare the microwave for some reheating as Christopher Eccleston's back, this time in an HBO pilot for a series called The Leftovers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> the Leftovers. <laughs> Not really a punchy title. <laughs> May change. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it would have to, I think. According to Deadline, it is set after the rapture, and all the naughty people who didn't make the cut have to survive in what is left of the world. Mm-hmm. So a pretty standard-sounding post-apocalyptic event with the added feature of being able to offend various different religious <laughs> groups. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Eccleston will play Matt Jameson, a former reverend and current editor of a self-published tabloid. Mm. So, um, HBO, lots of blood and boobies then. Probably. Yep. Yeah. He's put on a bit of weight, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all the bad guys who love yeah, sex, yeah, drugs, and exactly, rock and roll. So. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. He's only a pilot at the moment, so we'll see if it yeah. makes it. But it's the first TV he's done in the US since. Uh, well, Heroes. Heroes, yeah. 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 He did last about five episodes, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I think he's in the next Thor film, isn't he? Is he? One of the goblins. The goblin, isn't yeah. it? Goblins. I believe so. Yeah, the, the enemy. They don't the, have goblins. Well, goblin orcs then, or frost giants, or, or <laughs> okay. whatever you want to call them. He's like smothered under makeup, I think. Okay. I could be mistaken. I'm quite, happy. Still stick out. I'm quite happy to admit I'm mistaken. But they're definitely not gobbly. I, <laughs> I don't know. It was something with big pointy teeth, that's all I know. Oh, you mean the killer rabbit. bunny rabbit? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Watch out for the rabbit, it's dynamite. <laughs> yeah, if you not come across the Neffel helm and then there's rabbit helm, <laughs> the helm of the killer bunny rabbit, yeah. they don't talk about it much in Asgard. Uh, no, bunny you helm. wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Death Watch. Oh. Mm. Yep. It's another podcast that can only mean more clog-popping. Uh-huh. Richard Matheson. Dead. The sci-fi, fantasy and horror writer is probably best known for his 1954 novel, I Am Legend. A vampire book... Sorry, legend. (laughs) A vampire book that actually paved the way for all modern zombie films. Mm. Besides the book, he's also known for writing the Shatner scare of a Twilight Zone episode, Nightmare at 2,000 Feet. 20,000 Feet. Nightmare at (laughs) 20,000 Feet. And his work with Roger Corman. Mm. Go-to death commentator Mm. Neil Gaiman said this of Matheson. I never knew Richard Matheson, so I have no personal anecdotes. (laughs) 
but he was a giant, and you know his stories, even if you think you don't. <laughs> Matheson was aged 87. Mm-hmm. Good innings. Yeah. 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 Ooh, she's mm-hmm. going to smack you, but she's not here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the only death this time oh. also. Angus McKay. Dead. McKay was Doctor Who's original Barusa from the tautological Tom Baker solo job, The Deadly Assassin. Mm. He also dealt out some stern punishment to Turlow as his headmaster in Peter Davison's Maudrin Undead. Turlow enjoyed that. <laughs> McKay was 86. Yeah, yeah, good innings. Yeah, like, good innings, yes, yeah. Not quite as good, but not much between them, really. No, no, no. Yes, and when we'll get there, we'll go... It's not long enough! <laughs> yep. Already saying that now. Yeah. Any addendum? Yes, yes, oh, I have oh, an addendum. Those of us who have not had enough of the BFI... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the mere mention of the name of the place sends you into apoplectic shock about the fact that you can't get tickets to go see certain TV programmes there, will be pleased to know that they have a series running for the next four months. Ooh. Gothic... The Dark Side of Film. Oh. And it has our dear friend Peter Cushing. Oh, and dug him up, literally. Yes, they've dug <laughs> him up, literally, in some of these films. <laughs> and Vincent Price. And it's all the old classic black and whites, the cat women, oh. the vampire movies. <laughs> as, as we were just discussing, all the old RKO yeah. and yeah. Hammer. It also has it's some of the more, of the more <laughs> n- not modern ones, like um, The Woman oh. in Black yep. and that kind of stuff. But uh, they've cleaned them up. Remastered them, and they're also doing costume exhibitions with it and that kind of stuff. Um, But it does look like there's some interesting old, old films. Bella Lugosi will probably be making an appearance at some point. (laughs) That's already dead. Drink your blood. A quote is: "We look forward to taking you to the darkest places of cinema, dripping with blood, fueled by lust, filled with dread." (laughs) Will they be showing Plan Nine from Outer Space? (laughs) No, it's not a science fiction one. (laughs) Saturday afternoon in Crawley, then. Yes, (laughs) but uh, no, there's a full list of films. But for those of us that aren't just into the sci-fi, but the the related horror genre, it looks like it's worth going to. Or at least checking out. I have two addendums. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two addendums. I'm, I'm full of my addendums today. Mm. Look at my addendums. I'd rather not thank you very Harry. much. <laughs> One is uh, character options. Yeah. They have brought out a new range of figures that is roughly half size from their original range of figures. Okay. So you've got the 11th Doctor. Again. Clara, mm. the Ice Warrior, and yep. possibly the Naked Ice Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Perfect. a Time War Gold Dalek. Mm, there's going to be a lot of guesswork with the Naked um, Ice Warrior, because well, basically all we saw was his head and shoulders. All you saw and, uh, was his, was and his, his head and shoulders. But I think hands, he saw some tentacles. I think... Tentacles. Well, hands. hands. <laughs> yeah, hands, yeah. I think the, they go from production... Oh, right. illustrations mm. rather than what was actually seen on the screen now my, my contention is this they've mucked around with the sizes and they're claiming that none of the original run right is going to be produced again in that size all this is going to be new size from now on yeah 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 now last time anyone tried to do this i think it was with the the star trek figures oh did they try it okay they, they tried it and the fan base got so annoyed that the the market dropped out of it and nobody bought them. Yeah. So I'm just wondering 
has um, character options maybe shot themselves in the foot here? Yeah, probably. Yes, it does sound a bit like we've sold you it. How do we sell you it again? Yeah, yes. yeah, mm. yeah. Because uh, they they start. I think the the next gen figures started bringing out limited ranges of, of the uh, only one thousand seven hundred and one yeah. collections. Uh. And, and as I said, the fan base got exceedingly miffed. Mm. Yeah, and just just stopped buying them. So yeah. are they much cheaper? Are they half? I bet not half the price. Uh, I don't think they're half price. No. No, I really don't. Yeah. So they're, they're more along the size of the old um, Palatoy Star Wars figures. Okay, now. that's a good size. It's probably actually a better size. Yeah, than I think I think it does. Uh, their ex- uh, their excuse and their reasons are it's the industry standard. So it makes you wonder why they went for a bigger one originally. Mm. Yeah, Funny enough, I was yeah. just thinking. That. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But okay, no uh, doubt there won't be a pond though. So no, well mm. that's it. There's a, after they've done the current series or the new series they might again go backwards and start re-releasing old figures in the new size yeah i suppose so yeah but as i said they claim they're not going to be releasing any more figures in the old size we shall see yep we Mm. shall see so whether they have to backtrack or not yeah my second addendum Mm -hmm. again i've mentioned this far too many times to be creditable (laughs) but uh, something that's close to my heart is the role-playing Yep, and as we know, Cubicle Seven have bought out the role-playing game, and to celebrate the fiftieth anniversary, they're bringing out the Doctor Source books, the Doctor Who Source books. Yeah, one for each Doctor. Yep. Now, this one is completely unofficial, off the board, and has nothing to do with Cubicle Seven, but right. a group of fans have got together to produce the unconical. Uh, the non-conical adventures that means they've produced the source book for the first doctor comic strip Ah. audio and books Ah, okay and you can get this from siskoid's blog which i'm sure we'll have uh uh, mentioned in the show notes yeah or the unofficial doctor who uh website the unofficial role-playing doctor adventures in time and space website you can download it from there okay this is completely free Yep. This is uh, not attempting to rip anybody, so it's completely and utterly free. And as they've said, it is an ongoing dynamic source book. So if they've missed anything out, or you think you can do something better, just uh, get hold of the source, uh, get hold of the original books, create the character, and send it in. Okay, that's pretty it's, good. It's set up like the source books, i.e., you have main characters, mm-hmm. a quick plot synopsis. Any particular gadgets or anything that is uh, useful for the program or for that particular episode, should I say? Location and half a dozen spin-offs or sequels to that particular uh, okay. adventure. Has it got John and Gillian or whatever? It's is got it? John and Gillian. No. It's got okay. John and Gillian in there. It's also got Doctor Who, the human, oh. and uh, cushion. and uh, Louise, Susie, David Campbell, Ian Chesterton, and Barbara. He's his daughters oh, and okay. his granddaughters. So <laughs> it's something something that I've I've already downloaded, and it, it's very comprehensive and wonderfully done with illustrations and they've lifted either book covers, panels, comic strips, or they've actually, I won't say commissioned, but they've got people to draw some various illustrations to stick in there. And so much quicker than Cubicle 7. (laughs) (laughs) You had to get that in. I did, I did. (laughs) You say that. I was having a discussion with someone the other day about the BBC. God bless their little consults. Uh And what an absolutely crap marketing section they have. For instance, the BFI is showing these Doctor Who episodes. Yep. They're allowed to show them once. 
They weren't allowed to show them more than once, just once. Mm, okay. Why didn't the BBC work out some kind of deal with Cineworld oh, or yeah. a similar yeah. kind of cinema yeah. Yeah. to do a simulcasting of the screening and the Q&A session yeah. for the not just the people in London that couldn't get to it, but the, the people in world. Edinburgh mm. yeah. or Cardiff mm. or Middlesbrough or Devon, etc. Yeah. We didn't stand yeah. a cat in hell's chance. No. Or mm. even internationally. Yeah. And I'm sure they could have worked out something with Cineworld where, you know, half of it goes to the BBC or a charity. Mm. The other day I was looking for some Dot 2 toys for someone. There is virtually nothing in the shops. Mm. Virtually all that the shops have in terms of BBC authorised stuff is quite old or limited where the shops run it down. It's the 50th anniversary year. Mm -hmm. You'd expect to see stuff. It's a long break between... The season that's just gone, the one episode we're going to get this this year. year. Two, two Two if you count the Christmas best, and the next season. If you've not got your image and your sales out there, the kids have got fairly short-term memory. Are they holding back for some kind of massive great launch for the 50th? Are they suddenly thinking, we can't print any new stuff because we've got the wrong doctor's face on it, we're going to change the logo or what have you? Mm. I don't know what's going on with them, but there's been a few things recently where I sit there thinking, my God, you've missed you've well, missed a real opportunity that's, here. That's what happened with... I, was, you know, I, mean, I would say it's, it's very much the case, you know, all those things you just said. Yeah, that's, that's what happened that. with um, the Cubicle 7. They've released the 10th Doctor... BBC said, no, we want it pulled back, we want it all rebranded for the 11th mm-hmm. Doctor. Yeah. And it was a year and a half before they managed to get it out again. Yeah, but I can't see them holding back on it because it's Matt Smith still. Because a new Doctor will appear at Christmas, we won't see him probably in action until August, September next year. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so it's got a over whole a year, year yeah. away yeah. until we see the Doctor actually have a full episode of his own. I mean, I can only assume that either they're just not getting their act together, the toys and stuff aren't selling, but I doubt very much it's that... Or they're going to do some kind of big change in terms of the the title logos or Mm. what have you. And they don't want to release it yet, but they're not giving companies authorisation to use it. So companies aren't releasing the old stock because they know that there's going to be this new changeover. But there's just so far away, I can't see it. No company works on that. Looking at quarters Mm. in advance, not years in advance. But I mean, I sit there thinking, yes, on one side, there's this part of you that says, it's just a TV programme. I know you you listeners are listening to us and all the rest of it, but in real terms, in the universe spinning around, it's just a TV programme. On the other hand, it's just a bit TV programme that produces a hell of a lot of revenue for the BBC, and they seem to be missing out Mm. a lot of times on way of actually bringing extra revenue in or making their stuff more accessible to more people and it not costing them. Mm. It does seem strange, and we are... Bemused. Yes, indeed. Okay, any more feedback? No, no, and that's news, not feedback. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> Even though that wasn't partly me having a rabbit, which doesn't count as feedback. <laughs> I have one final bit of news then. Oh, oh, Gillen Watch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you need a title sequence. Gillen Watch. Climb Watch music. <laughs> Gillen yeah. Watch music. Yeah, no, just have you breathe. <laughs> yes. Hang on, we've got it. Yeah. <sighs> she did do a take off, did she? Of Cromwell? No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. She's back in the UK yep. right now, uh, about to film that. <laughs> he only knows because he's stalking her. <laughs> she put it on Twitter, too. Uh, she flew back in yesterday, I think it was. Anyway, um, but she won't confirm her character. Ooh. What she said was, 
I can't really say anything about it other than my character is really bad. Yeah. My hands are more tied on this than they were on Doctor Who. You can see his little eyes light up at that one week, listeners. But rumours have it that she's a bounty hunter called Angela. What series is this? This is Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's a Marvel one, isn't it? Marvel, multi hero sort of thing. I don't know anything much about it. TV or film? It's a film. I am not familiar with the comic Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. No, no, no. So she's going to hit the big screen. But you, yes. you realise what this means. As He's got to go to the cinema well, no, and watch she, her on a big screen. As she's, no, he hasn't. He can't. He mustn't. Why? Well, as she's going to be a villain, it, we're, we're talking probably black leather leotard. Oh, or yes. <laughs> Can you imagine what the explosion will be like? He's contemplating it now. <laughs> right, it's really... He's already zoned out. <laughs> He's zoned out. <laughs> Apparently, she'll have to work out as a role involves lots of physical workouts, and with the costumers revealing she'll have to be in top shape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you should see his face. <laughs> He's going to make sure his Cineworld ticket's yeah. up to date so he can go oh, every yeah. screening. 3D, yeah. in the IMAX, watching things jiggle. <laughs> I didn't catch all of the plot. I've got to go back and see it again. <laughs> He's going to buy us all tickets. Come on, you've got to see this. You've got to get a sequel. I see a staggering cinema trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> that oh, staggering dear. before we go? <laughs> staggering afterwards? Anymore? Nope. You can't follow that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's in just the news. Ooh. And now, dear listeners, it's time for one of our in-depth movie musical <laughs> discussions. Did I hear a cynical laugh? <laughs> in-depth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it's time for us to review the latest in a long line of films where a man puts his underpants on outside his trousers. No, no. he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. No. He doesn't. No. no. Mm-hmm. He's wearing no underpants. Yes. <laughs> He's going uh, commando. That's it. He, he does go commando, yes. <laughs> okay, then he puts on a billowing cape. That would have been yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. For your delighting delectation, dear listeners, we discuss Man of Steel. It's not Superman, it's Man of Steel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there, there was a bit of a, not quite curse, but a certain um, feeling I want to get away from the, the Superman name in the film after the last oh, one. There is a curse two. of Superman. Well, Henry Cavill doesn't believe in the curse of Superman. Well, it's because he says he's got paid the big bucks. Well. <laughs> yeah. Where's the actor that last played Superman? Six feet under. No, no, no he's, he's, he's still alive. Um, he's still alive, but he's not exactly on the front leading the... Brandon um, Roth or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's right, yeah. yeah Mr Roth. Well, yeah. according to he Patrick actually got away Stewart, with it unscathed. I so think the far, first one. so far. His career, maybe not. <laughs> well, according to Patrick Stewart in the film Ted, um, who's he shacked up with? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I think a better film than the last one. Yes, without a doubt, it is. A, it has taken the standard route of Batman. Just clear the deck, start again. Yeah, it's a complete reboot. So mm, it's a, another yeah. original origin tale. It is again in the origin story, mm. but at least we have this one wasn't done just a few years ago, unlike Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's not a complete reboot because um, Jor-El, he's in it. Well, this is it. Well, the I, characters are the same, clearly. The, yeah. the, the characters are the same, but it's again the origin story is mm. all the characters there, but slightly twisted and slightly different. Yeah. Uh, mm. Like the latest Star Trek 2009, it, not involving a time travel element. No, it's not, no not, time travel in there. It's just. 
yeah, not a new timeline, it's a complete reboot, but yeah. yes. Yeah. So, Sorry. from what I can make out, some of the stuff that's in this one is actually closer to the first tellings of the Superman story than the subsequent films have been, yeah. which followed the more recent adaptions of the comic version of the yeah. story. Well, you've mm. got to admit, in, even in the comic strips, I mean, well, it's every five years, every ten years, they go back and start again kill him off maybe yeah bring him back yep. uh, <laughs> yeah yeah there's little things like in in this one the s on the front plate oh, yes. doesn't sound for superman mm-hmm. in the original comic series the s on the front didn't sound for superman no. it was the oh, really? house there's symbol f- for yeah. Yeah. family yeah. Yeah. It was the family crest how much that was retcon though oh, i've not read the first mm-hmm. two I issues could... back in whatever 1950 whatever it was. yeah i, ca- I can't mm-hmm. say i haven't read no i don't i wonder how much backstory there actually was i suspect it might just have been a spacecraft crashed and there's a baby oh, on board. I don't know if the, they the, went into the politics yeah, of there was, Krypton. there was quite a bit in the early ones. Oh, I really? Think. Okay. And things I liked in this one is, um, I always thought Jor-El was a bit of a strange cat. Yeah, they kicked the kid out, he's gone <laughs> halfway across the galaxy. <laughs> yep. Why you want to pick a fight with him? You know, why has he come all the... Plenty of galaxies, golf and enjoy this. The character was actually given a reason for why he's pursuing... Zod. General Zod, sorry, rather. He's given a reason why he's oh, yes, actually yeah. pursuing mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And yeah. it's quite yeah, a logical reason. And I, and I like the way the character behaved that faced that reason. That, you know, he has one job to do, and that's to protect yeah. his, his race. Mm-hmm. Even if that means killing one of his race in order. And it's that whole, you know, the, li- greater, the good. greater good. Mm-hmm. The life yeah, of one yeah. person. A little bit of the... evil. Yeah, that was good. That was well done. Uh, I thought it was very much a film of three thirds. Um, you had the first bit, which was all on Krypton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, Clark, the flashbacks, and him before he finds out Clark, who he is. Essentially Clark growing up. It, yeah, yeah. It, it was done in via flashback. But... Showing you why he is yeah. the man he is. And then the last third is them hitting each other and destroying yeah, a few uh, millions. Yeah. <laughs> It Which does. Was very poor, I thought. And so, as, yeah, it, there, there is that sort of sense of dichotomy because the last section seems to be taken from a completely different film. Yes. I, oh. may, maybe Transformers, I, yes. in, in mm. the destruction, the mm. punching people. So, and, did, it, did it jar a bit then? I won't say jar, but. Boring. I thought it was actually got boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, I won't mm. actually say jar, but yeah. it wasn't. It didn't sit well with the rest no. of the film. No. no. Mm. Well, yeah. Obviously, full of spoilers here, but mm. you've well, inevitably you, you end up inevitably you end up with Superman or whatever you want to call him and Zod battling it out. Yeah. And they are literally punching each other, smashing each other into buildings. No apparent effect on each other. They can't hurt each other because they're super powered. Yeah. They're just destroying Metropolis. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. no effect. You don't know if people are dying in there. You don't care. Yeah. It's just, it's just scenery mm-hmm. is being destroyed. But, but so you, you've got yeah. just no it, emotions there at all. Superman saves one soldier from a direct hit kind of style, having just taken out an entire tower block without thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't try to take it out of the city. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, so there was the sense of they. Uh, it's Metropolis. There's the sense that they have devastated the metropolis the the science final showdown is sort of more apocalyptic nuclear yeah so mm. you've got shells of buildings around mm. them and then then the next scene is you've got the daily planet going back to work yeah nothing the nothing, 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 wrong. Is, nothing can happen no, I mean, nothing it just can sounds happen. like they're more interested in their own personal conflict as opposed to the yeah. people yeah. around them so. yeah, yeah. Well, i suppose that was the idea but mm. yeah it just didn't feel anything about it. anyway it's just mm. cg yeah. yeah and even in lots of the shots zod and superman were cg as well yeah mm. they were just cg hitting cg destroying cg and mm. 
So you yeah. didn't feel like you were being drawn into the action? No, no. Is it, not not. It's not for the latter half of the Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, I thought it was the very poor. The beginning, the first two thirds, yeah. great. I, I mean, the whole bit set up on um, Krypton, oh, that yeah. was all CG, mm. but that was absolutely stunning. Yeah. It was up there with the whole thing of Asgard in Thor. It was yeah. very, very well done. Mm-hmm. And the fact of his continued presence of his father in yeah. the series yeah. was well done as the, well. The, like in the original film. The, yeah. It can only be described as the techno ghost. ghost yeah. Yes. Exactly, as, as is Marlon Brando. And I like the whole yeah, thing. in the original version, yeah. Yeah, with his father and his mum sort of like, hide who you are because people are going to basically want to put you in iron. Yeah, he's yeah. his earthbound parents. But is he going to be taken as a god or is he going to be taken as a devil kind well, of style uh, given yeah. the amount of power he's got? And I thought that was all quite well done and nice and you actually start to feel for the character yeah. but then as yeah. you say it almost the case as soon as he puts the suit on it was like yeah. okay there is one I thing i did like the suit there is one thing i did like oh yeah lois lane isn't thick in this no, no she not. figures out she who figures he is out she knows exactly oh. who he is that is good mm, yeah. so she can see through the glasses yes this time she, she sees through excuse, the glasses yes. she hasn't yeah. even yes. got to the glasses at this point it is oh, quite yeah. interesting it's a completely different setup in mm. that you don't have superman building up no by saving people just doing small things no you know, he, he didn't save Lois Lane from a helicopter or anything like that mm-hmm. it's basically he's outed as an alien yeah mm-hmm. first off so yeah. everybody right. knows him as Kal-El mm-hmm. before they know him as Superman yeah they know he's an alien hmm. well they don't actually he doesn't say... step forward does he he's, he's I think, forward I think they only say Superman once yeah and that... twice well it's well, no, he's what... said once it's almost said once yeah. uh, almost said first it's almost said by Lois Lane and then there's some form of yeah, feedback yeah. or explosion yeah. and it was just just one of the the security guy of the army men. It, it said was it was the female army army who, who calls him a Superman and thinks he's a bit hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the name of the film, and this it's, it's like they're a bit embarrassed. Yeah, they're, the name. they're trying mm-hmm. to trying to get. They're trying to steer them. Yeah, you know, trying to steer, steer themselves away from it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. actual sort of Superman mythos. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, the one thing I did like about this one, I've always found Superman probably my least favourite of the superhero yeah. characters um, yeah. because he's been a bit wishy. Washy, he's virtually totally indestructible. Yeah. Hence, you end up with all these different things to make him vulnerable. No kryptonite, thank God. Kryptonite yeah. and all the rest of it. And the other thing that used to really infuriate me, which thankfully, and I can understand why they didn't put it in. There's no truth, yeah. justice, yeah, and the American, American way. You say that it is very American centric. Yeah. Oh, it mm. is. Yeah. Like at the end, the general says, "Can we be sure you, you won't uh, attack America, or whatever it is?" He, he isn't worried about the world. No, no. Superman just saved the world, but mm-hmm. no, the they're just it's worried America. about America yeah. again. Yeah. He said, I'm born in Kansas. Yeah. So, <laughs> which made me laugh. He, Superman says, I'm you know, as American as anybody else. Actually, you're played by a Brit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's yeah. as close as they came to the truth, justice in American mm, way. Being. Yeah, it was. Because if, otherwise, it, it looks pretty bad that, you know, you're making your superhero just American these mm. days. He wouldn't mm. have sold outside of America. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. He's doing better internationally. It is doing in America, apparently. I did like the costume. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was an interesting take, a new take, and but it worked. It, it did have much cast, the same. As, yeah, yeah I thought it did have castbacks to Batman, but then that makes sense when you know who directed more <laughs> of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man costume. 
yeah. and your new Star Trek costumes, where yeah. there's a lot more texture, not the solid colours, there's actually a kind of well, texture I mean, this to was, it. Um, so was it more like body armour than anything mm. else? No, it's still well, the, fabric That's the thing, this, this one, uh, previously we haven't really found out where the super suit mm. uh, comes from. Often it's made by Yeah, often it's made by mm. uh, the yeah. Earth Mother or, or yeah. whatever, or suddenly just appears. This one it is a Kryptonian ah. suit, it's a, uh, made from Kryptonian, yeah. because it's found, found on one of the ships, yeah. isn't it? Digressing slightly, it's like when um, we went to see um, Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Yep. If you look at the Starfleet uniforms very closely... They've mm-hmm. got the little ally heads, yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The, un- the undergarments, mm. yeah. 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 And I think this... Well, they're actually sort of uh, overgarments as well. Yeah, I think if you look very closely... This, oh, yes, the texture. Mm, yeah. The actual yeah. pattern. Yeah. I think yeah. this had S's, or it was mm. certainly textured. Yeah. It was, it yeah. looks much better for that. Yeah. There was um, an interesting short interview, not on... The, the film, but I've seen it, I've heard elsewhere, with the costume designer, and they were saying they deliberately avoided the knickers over the yeah. trousers mm, bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and it kind of made sense, because when Superman first came out, the heroes and the macho figures were the, like Mr. Universe, who yeah. all had mm. yeah. like, kind of like so, yeah. strongman yeah. look yeah. of the tights. <laughs> the also, it was and the, it was very um, much that strongman image, mm, but nowadays, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not the image of the strongman, of the wrestlers, mm. and that kind of stuff it's much more these unitards and <laughs> yeah. which effectively is outfit really is well no, one piece yeah. costume yeah. 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 in essence yeah. so how does Master Cavill sort of, you know, sort of measure up against previous incarnations I think very good, very good I think yeah. because I mean the, the only thing I've seen him in previously was the Tudors yeah oh, I've never seen him in India, I, think, mm-hmm. I think he did very well admittedly we have hardly anything of Clark Kent at the moment the Clark well, no, the, the, the fake the, Clark yeah, Kent the, the fake Clark Kent is the Clark, he still bumbling no, no no Oh, right. The yeah. Clark Kent we have is Superman, but he doesn't know he's Superman. Ah. So he's, mm. it's, the Clark Kent we see is a third identity, if you mm. want to. Yeah. He works on oil rigs, he yeah. drives buses, he's he, a labourer, he's, he's a yeah. vagrant. He, he's trying around. to keep a very, very low ah. profile mm. for the first third of the film. Yeah. Um, so we don't have the Christopher Reeve... Clark Kent, the bumbling reporter. Mm. Right at the end, it says. Yeah, oh, yeah right. we just have a quick brief mm. of that. You don't get the scene of where he's hunched down, takes the glasses and straightens up, and you can see the two distinct personalities no. there. So initially, you, you see him as a, as a kid saving other kids, and yeah. saving oil rig, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. always doing it as himself. Yeah. He hasn't got a costume at that point. Mm. And then he has to run away, because people yeah, know who he, he is. Yeah, well, he's then so changing his lifestyle. So basically, he's doing it in civvies, then? So basically, yeah, yeah. The, 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 basically, the first third, best way to sum it up, is a oh, variation German. of the fugitive of the Incredible Hulk. He performs his heroic act mm. and then has to leave town and sets up somewhere else. Which is oh, how so Lois Lane finds out who he is by backtracking all these things oh. he's done. So he's living a fairly nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, that's what I mean, it's taken, it's not, I not, don't know whether this one's appeared in the comic strip, that, that, but it takes yeah. a completely different setup from the films and the TV series we have seen so, so far. So there's, there's yeah. not that jump from his, him as a teenager to him working no. in the daily no. planet offices? No. no. All right. And I think mm. that's why it was much more an interesting film yeah. yes. for the, the first Third two, two-thirds of it, because mm. yeah. you had the, the whole setup. Krypton was quite interesting and the whole planet exploded and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. And then the actual backstory of him, and, and it was more believable yeah. to an extent. Mm. Oh, yeah. what the backstory would be mm. um, and even to the bit where he actually had to be outed as Superman mm. or as an alien wasn't too bad but it, it, yeah as you say it really was when we got to the, um, the destroy the world bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it does try its best to like the Nolan Batman films 
to ground itself very much in this reality. Mm. Yes. And that works up until the big punch-up right at the end. Yeah. It does make you wonder where they're going to take it next time. We haven't had any of these issues about him having a hidden identity yet. Lois Lane knows who he is. Mm -hmm. Nobody else appeared to recognise him when he turned up at Daily Planet at the end of the film. But he's wearing a pair of glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the wonderful wonder glasses. Yeah. Yeah. How are they going to deal with that? The glasses that actually project a holographic... (laughs) That's how they cast it off in the cartoons, I think it was, was that the the glasses... It's not just he's wearing glasses, oh, you can't recognise me. Mm. The glasses actually act as some kind of holographic projector or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they actually all slightly alter... Perception filter. Yeah, Yeah. kind Mm. of stuff. (laughs) But I did like it at the end, because obviously he's Clark Kent. Lois knows who's Clark She Kent. clearly recognised him and, in the glasses. Yeah. And yeah. that last line where um, he sort of like comes and they said, he's your new reporter, Clark Kent. And she looks up, realises who it is and says, welcome to the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is corny, but it was actually... Yeah. Subtly... It was well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my only disappointment... Well, the two disappointments is, one, we had no nil before Zod. We didn't, did we? No. Not, and no. and two, you're, thanks to the final setup, you're never going to have the line of, oh, look, I'm Clark Kent. Oh, look, I'm Superman. Oh, look, I'm Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank goodness we had no kryptonite or anything like that. No, no. I didn't quite buy that stuff about him having problems breathing kryptonite. You did, mm. yeah, you did touch upon it briefly, the fact that Superman is acclimatised to Earth-type air and had trouble on the Kryptonian ships, and the Kryptonians had trouble on Earth. Yes. To my money, they got used to Earth too quickly, yeah. given yeah. he's had it his entire life. Yeah, yeah. He's been soaking up this radiation his entire life, yet they can still go toe-to-toe with him. I don't yeah. quite Especially buy that. when um, the, ba- the bad guy, Zod, Zod, Zod yeah. lands, and he starts to get superpowers because of the sun's rays, yeah. as soon as he gets out of it. And things it took Clark like okay the guy's a, a trained soldier and yeah. he's going to adapt Compared quicker to and all the rest of it I can get but even still it's like oh god the noise the noise the noise oh I can super here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm, too quick yeah but you know at least they did not have any kryptonite yeah. presumably they're going to have to have next time but his, his weakness was his emotions rather than yeah. anything like that which mm. I thought was good all that stuff about him being bullied I thought was really good as well because yeah, he knew he could, he could the, just literally rip that the, guy there, apart there was, yeah. yeah there was a scene when uh, he is being bullied essentially being pushed around yeah. and I think it's his father steps in mm. and and you see Robin the, Hood number one yeah Robin Hood number one <laughs> and you see the wrought iron pipe that he was crouching next to the bottom of it is twisted where he just grabbed hold of it and squeezed mm. ah. yeah. and he virtually you know crushed the, uh, yeah. the pipe it so crushed he, the pipe rather than the kid yeah rather yeah. than yeah. turn around mm. and, and deck or blow this kid's head completely off yeah yeah I thought that was quite good yeah as ever with Superman there's this whole Jesus thing going yes. on isn't there which yeah. I thought was a bit laid on mm. a bit thick particularly in <laughs> when he goes to the church <laughs> yeah mm. how, how thick do you want to lay that on I <laughs> he's thir- 33 years on earth and yeah okay <laughs> yeah. yeah you can't you can't help but draw analogies between his little that and uh... yeah yeah son of a god, mm. god. Yeah. Yeah. even yeah. sometimes the way he floats down it's almost like yeah yes. oh, no. yeah Yes. Yes. On the whole, though, I I did enjoy it. Mm. I, I won't the first two nec- thirds, yes. Yeah, I won't necessarily <laughs> go out and watch it again at the cinema, no. but mm. I enjoyed watching it. 
it was yeah. a good such a shame about the end it was such yes. a great film up until yeah. that last third yeah, yeah I'm saying I mean okay with the cinema well, I didn't going to cost us anything if I go no. again but I probably wouldn't go and see it again at the cinema it's not one I would probably buy but if it came on TV yeah, you would, I'd mm, watch it quite mm. happy to watch it yeah. yeah I have high hopes for the sequel mm. yeah presumably bringing in uh, what's his name Lex Luthor and yeah. I, have, who was, I have to say given given the current predicament with the um, Who situation this was an English guy that did very very well as an American character yeah. because mm-hmm. he played him as an American character yeah. Yeah. likewise I would have no objection to an American actor playing the Doctor as long as he played play, an, as an English, English yeah. character yeah. Mm-hmm. Wash. British anyway or British yeah. it, is, it is possible to cross yeah. if you're an actor her. you should be able to do that mm. well some actors can do accents some yeah. don't yeah. Well, it's still not main- just the accent it's, there's a mm. whole element the, the I still maintain quite. Alan Tudyk should be the Doctor <laughs> <laughs> And now, dear listeners, it's time to take the cameras over to court number one, Crawley Magistrates Court, for this, for and against, for Doctor Who, the Aztecs. My lord, the case for the prosecution... The Right Honourable Adam J. Purcell. Thank you. <laughs> On the defence team we have... Miss Riddler, representing herself. And... Mr. Keith Dunn, representing the Aztecs. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is intended to be, in a way, the representative story of the First Doctor's era. Some time back, we voted on our favourites of each Doctor. The Aztecs came out top, with fake Keith and Jean voting for it. What did everyone else vote for, then? There's one, two, three, four, five stroke six of us. <laughs> That's two. It was two. What other votes did we have? Do, do a quick reminder of what else we voted for, because the maths don't add up there. <laughs> OK, we had Scott to the Dark Master Plan. Mm-hmm. Crumbly had Unearthly Child. Mm-hmm. A real Keith had Celestial Toymaker. Mm-hmm. And I had the Tenth Planet. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Two votes for Aztecs. Okay, we will uh, probably sum up with a character... Assassination. Assassination, character (laughs) witness for the first Doctor in general. But on this uh, story in particular, my first point would be that is full of bad, hammy, theatrical (laughs) actors. You wanted an episode that sums up the first Doctor. (laughs) I rest my case. Would would my uh, learned gentleman please remember to place this show in the context of the time? We are talking here about the royal institution of the BBC, to which everything was ham, plummy, and dedicated rich actiness. Pick up. <laughs> but for an era, it doesn't bode well. Compare that to some later eras, particularly New Who. My lord, if I, if I may rebut. You may rebut. Um, yes, but the current New Who. I the... can't hear you. <sighs> The current new who? Thank you. You who? Is a product of its time, which is almost 50 years. 50 of them years later. Mm. Okay, I see that point. What about then the terrible backdrops? <laughs> Clearly, cloth painted to look like Aztec pyramids. I, I can defend that one. They didn't have CGI back then. <laughs> and unfortunately, the TARDIS couldn't actually take the entire crew 
back to the Aztec period to film it live for fear of them not getting out alive. Could at least have ironed the Aztecs. <laughs> <laughs> but as a rebuttal, if you look at the colour photographs that were taken at the time, they are exquisitely painted cloth backdrops. How is she, my teeth? <laughs> and the costumes were exceedingly good. Costumes were certainly passable, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I go on to the story then. Yes. It's yes. that old hackneyed one of a companion wanders off, this time before the others even left the TARDIS, gets into trouble. Yes. How many times must yes. we see this same plot? <laughs> yes, but you're looking from a point of view of now. As a representation, this was rare back then. <laughs> it didn't happen very often because the programme hadn't been going long enough for it to have happened very often. So it was a new angle. Yeah, which they continued throughout this era. It, said, worked. Once, once it you, worked. Yeah, once you find a winning formula, do you stick to it? What about Barbara and her scary hair wandering off and getting yeah. menaced You're, by a plunger? You also yeah. had the, the age-old problem. This was also one of the first stories to face that problem of too many companions... Not enough plot. Well, indeed. Susan now, didn't even appear in at least one now, episode. These days, they, they simply forget about the companion. And, you know, go fetch something from the back of the TARDIS. At least they gave them a role in getting them out of the way, whether True. that's sacrificial yes. or... Mm-hmm. As I said, uh, if we can hold up New Who as your... Benchmark? Tro- uh, benchmark. Mm-hmm. Can I point to the bosun from the Curse of the Black Spot, who just <laughs> vanished... <laughs> Without any cause, reason, or explanation. We'd have to have a kebab somewhere, probably. In in the middle of the sea. (laughs) It's quite a swim. (laughs) Strong swimmer. Yeah. Yeah, fresh. Okay then, Toya Susan, isn't she just far too skittish? She's meant to be a Time Lord. Well, he's all gust. We don't know she's a Time Lord. She's a doctor's granddaughter. That's fair enough, but we don't know she's a Time Lord. She's also still young, girl. Is she young? It might just be an avuncular term. (laughs) I think the general consensus is that she is the doctor's granddaughter, and therefore she could be pretty much any age. Ah, but she is the representation of the younger viewer who is watching the programme who may be afraid every now and then. Mm. Unlike children now who have lost all wonder and all fit. Back then, kids actually did get worried about about things <laughs> and them. Yeah. Very weak. <laughs> Why is being? And the doctor, what a victim. He wasn't controlling the situation. He was, a, he was just being controlled by circumstance. He didn't get married. Well, he nearly did. <laughs> we have to point out of whereabouts this is placed in the doctor's time stream. At the moment, we have... I won't say a more devious Doctor, but a a Doctor who is not the hero of his own show. Mm -hmm. Uh, The hero role is left more to Ian, to Barbara. So I think he's perfectly within his right to be controlled by circumstances. But if you remember rightly, it is the Doctor who eventually produces the key to getting out of the whole situation by, over the course of a couple of ventures, whittling, carving... A will, which is yes. unknown to the Aztecs at of this time. And what a great scientist. And he you, invented the will. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to bring it back to now, the Doctor is still not the hero in his own show. As with Amy's Fisher. <laughs> which is fine, something fine over which mm, is entirely yeah. about the companion. Mm-hmm. 
and the doctor has no control over about Whoa. the events or anything else. He keeps stumbling into it and at the end even ends up getting locked in a box about it. He doesn't even make a will to get out of it. <laughs> Going back to what real Keith said, he could, in essence, say that the doctor was corrupting the timeline by inventing the will. Uh, not necessarily because he took it with him. Ah. He did not leave the said will behind. He purposefully took mm. it with him because I think they actually made a big thing, the fact that they didn't know about the will. Yes. And in fact, talking on that subject, the Doctor suggests that Barbara cannot change any events. Mm -hmm. Yet, their being there changed a lot of things. Mm -hmm. People died who presumably wouldn't have died otherwise. Their chief warrior fell off the side (laughs) was thrown off the side of a pyramid. This is the thing between you cannot change time. Now, is it the same way as you cannot drive through a red light? You can do it, it's just not a very good idea. Hmm. <laughs> the doctor was there suggesting that Barbara shouldn't even attempt to change it. It's too dangerous. Well, she, she is just an ephemeral it, human. Her entire lineage may have been wiped out. Yeah. Who knows what changes would have come from that in the future. And also we have the old hackneyed Lost the TARDIS plot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, objection, objection. They didn't lose the TARDIS, they knew exactly where it was, they just couldn't get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big difference. Yeah, there is yeah. a difference there. Whereas obviously in later, more halcyon times, the Doctor would stay to help people rather than stay because he can't help himself. <laughs> you mean like when his TARDIS doesn't want to land on a submarine and leaves him stuck on it because the TARDIS decides to dematerialise the, the second it's let its passenger out onto a said submarine and parks itself the other side of the planet Earth. <laughs> True, but I think <laughs> in that case... Not, not had... just losing it, the thing moves itself completely halfway round the planet. That, that wasn't great, but if the <laughs> hadn't been there, I would submit that the Doctor would not have changed his actions. Mm. Cold War. Uh, the fact that Tyson was not there didn't really have much bearing. Well, I don't know. He probably legged it. <laughs> no, never. And is, is this even Doctor Who? We come here, there are no aliens, well, no alien invasions. Instead, it is the companion who sets itself up as the, uh, the god amongst these people, not some alien they have to defeat. Well, you see, at the moment, in this time period, again, we have that wonderful term in context, because in the context of the programme at the moment, it was following one of its primary mandates, which is to be educational. And therefore, we have a purely historical episode where only the aliens are the people who is alien to this time, i.e. the Doctor and his companions. Mm. And she's following the remit that was laid down by the Sidney Newman, mm. the blessed saint. Look what happened to him. <laughs> it is also the last time that they followed the edict. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's such a good idea they stopped doing it. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> but going back to what you're saying about being educational, did the episodes all touch upon the more um, gruesome aspects of uh, uh, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Obviously, it couldn't go too graphical because mm. it was uh, Sunday lunchtime. Oh, that's but very true, I, yeah. I think it was not Sunday, Saturday lunchtime. But I think it was... uh, The perfect victim. Yeah, the sacrificial nature of the society was touched upon. Because I think... Yeah, because Susan Mm. was... 
betrothed to be married to the perfect victim who was sacrificed at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. The top of the mountain, top of the pyramid. Barbara tries to stop all yes. mm-hmm. future uh, And even the fight scenes that you had between Ian and some of the other characters, they had the proper um, souls they had with the spiky edges mm. and that kind of stuff. They yeah. were quite action yep. fight scenes. It, it, it wasn't watered down. It wasn't, you know, you didn't see blood and pumping hearts, but it, it wasn't watered <laughs> it down was or ignored. It was, it was, it was certainly implied. there. Yeah, and as I said, we, we we submit that it was a cracking piece of entertainment for its time. As my learned colleague over there has mentioned, the the fight scene between Ian and Totskalakalotta Lakalakalakalakal. Mm-hmm. Totoxel. Thank you, Totoxel. Yes, mm-hmm. drama and and excitement and. <sighs> the second one was quite good. The first one was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so much to the point where they go to fight and the uh, the villain's uh, weapon breaks and the. Uh, to uh, go and pick up something random from the table to carry on the fight because they couldn't stop to re- refilm it. Yeah, yeah. recorded <laughs> but live. This, but this is what happens in real life. Your weapon breaks. You don't say, excuse me, could you not kill me? I just need to go get another sword. No, you pick up whatever you can to hit the person who's tried to kill you. It was a reflection. Unlike now, where the programme is so staid, this was a reflection of reality. <laughs> OK, well, the prosecution uh, rests... The, the the one thing that this this particular episode that the new series can't claim fame to is it has comic elements, as in <laughs> the marriage, potentially, of the Doctor. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't enter into the realm of, shall we say, that is common nowadays, farce! <laughs> <laughs> um, the defence rests. OK. Right. For the first Doctor's character, I will bring up certain points. First off... He went off with a teenage girl to France, <laughs> and then, then, and then to, uh, the to London recently. after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there have been parallels in uh, recent yeah. uh, stories. <laughs> yeah, are you sure you want to go there? <laughs> he kidnapped two teachers, innocent bystanders. He didn't so much kidnap them, they barged their way into his home. They were trying to enter without permission. You say teachers... I'm afraid we say burglars. Breaking in to to claim something that wasn't there. And I think he was taking justifiable defensive position. Okay. They were being busybodies as well. Well, If they were that worried, why didn't they phone social services? Yeah, exactly. Mm. No, no, they didn't. They got involved of their own court. No one made them get involved. Mm. What about breaking into a scrapyard in the first place? Mm, Yeah. Okay, what about his willingness to murder a defenceless innocent? Prehistoric man. Well, it's it was a- defence, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if he was acting in defence, I mean, that yeah, yeah, that, that, that possibly that could cold blooded. Would have been. It depends how you define murder. Depends how you look at it, or in some cases, even spell it. <laughs> I would also say, in defence of the Doctor, that the Doctor was entering his first foyers into the greater universe outside of Gallifrey, mm-hmm. and and he may have been a and fearful of these aliens around him and he he was developing his skills and he just maybe got a bit too enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> youthful enthusiasm yes, yes youthful enthusiasm 
even work. though he was the even though he had the appearance of a crusty old man. Yeah, the minor technicality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a lot younger then than he is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. And other acts of madness. His willful sabotaging of the TARDIS on Scaro causing everybody to have a potentially lethal dose of radiation poisoning. That's again youthful naivety. He hadn't thought through the entire consequences of his action. As as many of us when we first leave home and, and go to university of our own flat we we don't always think when we have that party of the mess we've got to clear up the next day <laughs> it, it was the same kind of thing the youthful enthusiasm of a new planet and, and wanting to see things and plus plus i think uh we have to take into the account the faulty radiation detector he did check it he did look and he said it was clear it said there was no radiation a device of which it was his responsibility to upkeep. Uh, not necessarily. If I point out to you that the fact that the, the machine was faulty because... Stolen, was, I think you're fine. No, borrowed. Borrowed. Let's just stress the word borrowed here. It, it was in repair. So this was obviously one of the functions that they should have repaired. So I think that the blame should be left at the female technician who walked out of the, uh, poli- uh, out of the shell beforehand. Dirty Clara. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't take this one. <laughs> and the final nail in this character's coffin, it's surely got to be the reason he left Gallifrey was so shameful, so unspeakable, that when he was later captured, some years later, they literally could not mention it. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did he not flush then? <laughs> well, Bring so many things to mind. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have no idea why yep. he left Gallifrey. We, 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 cannot, we cannot pass judge on, judgment on, on information we have not been given. It'll be mid-third party. Third party. Third party Substantial, nothing that we can question or cross-question. So I, I per- perceive, my lord, that that statement, my learned friend, be struck from the record. I think the pattern is clear of the character with which we speak. There is a clear and undisputable pattern of recklessness, of hateful behaviour. I take <laughs> ta- teenage. I take task <laughs> with the undisputable. How- what have we just done here but dispute your statements? So uh, I, I'm sorry, but... He, he saves us from Daleks. He, he, lets, he helps his granddaughter find a husband and move forward in her life. He helps Dodo escape from a planet where she is stuck, alone, defenceless, helpless child. And he, he, he takes has a love for his... children, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> He's only a young man himself. He takes her into the TARDIS. And, you know, he, he does. <laughs> and short, smutty mind. He's, he looks after Ben and Polly. He's, he's a kind and gentle... Gentle soul. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's up to judgments now. Well, sorry, I was sitting. In, I was sitting in the public gallery. I now find myself in the judges. <laughs> you have to speak for the head of Pertwee. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Channel, channel the head of Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. After listening to both sides of the story and all the various statements, drawing on what both the prosecution and the defence have been saying. The prosecution could, he could say that the doctor, you could say a very willful, almost cantankerous, and almost, you could say, sort of very spiteful person at times, very motivated by his own, well, selfishness, you could say. But there again, on the other hand, he is also a very avuncular person, very caring. But there again, he does tend to follow his own agenda, as you say. He may have changed the course of history by turning up in various, sort of various times and places. Or there again, he could have changed the timeline for the better. Upon passing judgment, I'll have to take the course of the Scottish courts and pass the judgment of 
Not proven. Mm. So, in other words, go away and don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next time, Troughton will be on trial with the Tomb of the Cybermen. And defending that will be uh, uh, Gina myself. Oh. I'm doing well with these stories. <laughs> I would, I would like to just advise my fellow Staggering Story members that should they not give a favourable response as I expect to the two Messiah <laughs> men, they die! <laughs> <laughs> And now, dear listeners, you lovely listeners, you've been sending us feedback. We're moving too fast here. Are we? I'm not moving at all. I'm no. sitting quite we, comfortably. We can't in, get to the end of the on. show yeah. without oh. actually saying something oh, to someone yeah. who we haven't said hello to. Hello, Adam. No. <gasps> He's not happy. He's oh. looking at me. Oh, God, no. <laughs> we almost got through a programme. Without mentioning mm. the oh. unseen hands of... The Head of Pertwee! Hello, Head of Pertwee! Hello, fascist Spock! Hello, naked Tom Baker! Dangerous church! There's something new. New? Yeah. There's new. the bobble-headed Adam! <laughs> <laughs> the bobble-head of Adam. Yep. Yeah. I noticed we have no yet. No, 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 no. But we still do have the ashes of Gunhild and Nobnak. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. The spotlights focusing down yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the smaller urn. Yes. Yeah, and, and the flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Graham now. looking on. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we can do the feedback. Where, 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 yes. where were we? Oh, yes. Yes, we have feedback, dear listeners. <laughs> I have some feedback from Adrian. Yeah. Hello, Adrian. Adrian. Dear team, 50th anniversary. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars Episode 7. Whatevs. Ooh. Ooh. But we should all keep calm and carry on because. Everything will be okay now, since Twinkies and Ho-Hos are returning. <laughs> Ho-Hos? Ho-Hos. Ho-Hos. <laughs> oh, you can't beat a good Ho-Ho. Well, no, sorry, here. Yeah. He's then given us a very long email, uh, HTTP address, which I am not going yeah. to read out, and we'll put in the show link. Yeah. I think it is hilarious that the Huffington Post did an article on this. <laughs> which Big is what news. the link's for. Okay. And there's an alternative link, which is money at CNN, which is even more worrying. The future is bright now. indeed. Later, Adrian. Thank you. Thank you, And then Adrian. he's also given us a link for a four laughs to the mirror and something to do with Mr. Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. Ah, something about otters. Yes. Otters uh, that look like Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yes, Cumberbatch. I've seen this. Yes. I have seen this. Yeah, yes, very amazing. Who, yes. who none of us ever, ever guessed was going to play. Spoiler music, spoiler mm. music. Spoiler la, 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 la. Shake your fist when you say that. I can't. I had my glasses in one hand and my paper in the other. (laughs) Sorry, my paper in the other. (laughs) We have one here from David Campbell. Hello, Hello, David David Campbell. Campbell. Isn't he running for Parliament? No, that's David Cameron. Oh, (laughs) I get confused. Dear Staggerers, as I recall, one of you wondered if I had some relationship to David Campbell in The Dalek Invasion of Earth. Ah, do you? I am reasonably certain that I am not the same David Campbell that soon 
Susan falls for in that episode. Oh. Yeah. I did have sure. a girlfriend named Susan many years ago, but I am Ooh. certain that she was from Nebraska and not Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Can never be sure. Although it could have been uh, one more thing she lied to me about. <laughs> Nor could he be a direct descendant, and according to my wife, he had better not be one. <laughs> David Campbell, Overland Park, Kansas. Ah, thank uh, you, David. Oh, yes, there's lots of PS's. Oh, yeah, yeah. P.S. There has been much wailing and gnashing of teeth in our household with the announcement that Matt Smith is leaving the show. <laughs> <laughs> P.P.S. My greetings to the head of Pertwee et al. <laughs> P.P.P.S. I just read about the possibility of some missing episodes being discovered. Ah, yes. I hope it's true. I'm getting tired of wailing and gnashing my teeth. <laughs> P.P.P.P.S. Key controversy. <laughs> and I better say this in the right tone. Yep. We don't need no stinking key controversy. Ooh. What? P-P-P-P-S. I think it's Cheech and Chong that was. Yeah. I added this last one just to be even more annoying. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you do find a, a weird, unearthly uh, woman turn up in your life, mm. make yes. sure she doesn't dance. You might die of embarrassment. <laughs> yes. I yes. think on the episode's front, there are a lot of rumours one way or the other mm. and whether or not the people that started it were legitimate, etc. I think the episodes have to be taken like the recreation of the what we now as the new series. Yes. Hopeful. Think it's going to happen, but don't believe it till you see the end credits roll. Yeah, rumours have been abound for quite a long time, yeah. many months now, and every time I think, oh, it's not true, then something new comes along, and maybe, I don't know. Um, Who knows? Right, we had one here from Gareth. Ah, hello, hello Gareth. Gareth. Hello, everyone, with an exclamation mark. Ooh. Ooh. So, it doesn't look like we're going to find out who the new Doctor is for a while. Yep. No! <laughs> It's okay, we know it's David Burton, isn't it? Exclamation mark. I can't take any more internet discussions, rants, arguments, opinions, cast idea, cake recipes. And I certainly can't take them for another three months. Well, don't look at the internet then. Exclamation mark. It's enough to drive someone to drink. Still, the extra time... Oh, thank you. Uh, A double gin and tonic. Uh, Hold the ice, thank you. Uh, Still, the extra time will give a chance to the two remaining actors in the world who haven't been linked with the part to get in the papers. And speaking of rumours, what's this about the lost episodes? Question mark. Mm. 90-odd episodes found? Sounds all a bit too good to be true, to be honest. Mm. While it would be nice to have them, I think they may turn out to be disappointing. A few months ago, I listened to a CD of The Reign of Terror and really enjoyed it and was looking forward to the DVD. But when I watched it, it was a bit dull, to say the least. (laughs) So I think, say, the Dalek Master Palan is more epic and exciting with just the soundtrack and the pictures Mm. in my head than it would be turning up in grainy piece of 60s TV. What Mm. do you think? Probably. Mm. Yeah. Back as we just said, it'll be, I'll believe it when it goes past the screen. And on a personal point of view, I don't actually watch a lot of old who no simply because as you said the pacing is different it the is. staging is different i'd much rather read the target novelization or listen to a cd version maybe yeah but on a personal point yes i'm selective on the old who i like yeah. to watch some of it i really enjoy and is quite good some of it 
it isn't quite turgid, but it, you start to think, oh, you could have and, cut yeah. that together. Yeah. That'd be really, and yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Really, but um, no. The pace has changed, and and we're watching it incorrectly anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We should be watching it an episode a week. Yeah, not yeah. the entire story in one evening. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want it all at just fifty minutes and mm. end off. Thank you very much. But yeah, yeah. saw Man of Steel. Mostly enjoyed it. Perhaps a bit dure and a little bit overlong, but good performances, and it's great to have Soup's back on the big screen. Mm. Thanks for the mm-hmm. plug last episode for the liberating podcast. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> and I shall leave you in peace as I slope off muttering about the last rumour on the internet. <laughs> I will hear William Hartnell has found Frozen in the South Pole with the last episode of Edge of Destruction and that Joyce Greenfield as the, is as the TARDIS and discovered the Doctor's name is Malcolm. So... Thanks, everyone. Gareth. Thank you. Thank you. Can we have all of the instruction? I we did. Joyce Grenfell as the next doctor. <laughs> she's a little bit dead. Aww. We have one here from Misha. Hello, Misha. She says, hello, team. A quick apology in advance for the syntax and spelling. Ah, right. <laughs> Sorry, thank Keith isn't here, so you're yeah. OK. But I'm writing this missive on a bus, stuck on oh. post pride flashing in the park traffic. Ooh. Ah. Mm. Alas, I missed both because I was at work. Boo. Oh, I digress. Uh. Anyway, damn you all. I just, <laughs> I just about convinced myself that this past series was quite good after all. <laughs> and you reminded me of some of the absolute highs of Series 5. Yeah. Why were the past set of episodes quite disappointing compared to Vincent and the Doctor or even Snowmen? Boo. Yeah, I don't know. On a related note, am I the only person who wasn't broken hearted by a girl who waited? No. <laughs> I wasn't either. <laughs> Maybe it was just that I saw it. I saw it after a funeral and, and, oh. and was emo- emotioned out for the day. Mm. Bad combination. Now I've just seen that plot so many times before in other things. <laughs> well, that old thing of the older version of the younger. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> EastEnders. <laughs> in the ongoing game of actors for the next Doctor, may I suggest Humphrey Carr, pronounced like Carr, tall, a bit posh, all-round good bloke. <laughs> Won the new comedy award in Edinburgh the other year, and mm-hmm. if you heard any of the Radio Four extra shows, the Brothers Fath- yeah. Faversham, or their historical theme plays, you'll know his voice. Mm. Mainly though, JLC isn't that tall, and he's about six no. foot seven. Oh, so that would be tre- tremendously amusing, I feel. <laughs> in the time it's taken to write this email, the bus has moved forward about ten feet. I may scream. <laughs> Yours fractiously, Misha. Thank, Thank, you. You, Misha. Thank you, Misha. I hope you get home soon. Yeah, I mm. hope you're home now. Yeah, yeah. It's only your two days later as we record this <laughs> yeah, we didn't make flashing in the park some of us because no. we, we were sitting in the open air drinking real cider and yeah. listening to folk music mm. <laughs> and drinking Eld- real cider elderflower cider oh, oh. that was elderflower perry elderflower perry oh. beautiful that really was <sighs> elderberries yeah no and then the, then, then there was the wobbly monk yeah, was, <laughs> wobbly, wobbly monk was a bit sharp but I did mm, enjoy yeah. it okay. I had the hex variant ah, which sounds like mm. something um, a scientist would come up with <laughs> the one I loved was Janet's Jungle Juice. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that was beautiful. That was. Was that a cider or a perry? That was a cider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a boozy weekend, <laughs> and then we went off to see the minions. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have one here Bottom. from Gordon <laughs> Jones. Hello, Hello, Gordon. Gordon. Dear awesome staggerers, <laughs> and the putrefying remains of Satan's gentle warts, <laughs> known as a head of Pertwee. Oh. Congratulations, fake Keith, on your deduction that I am indeed a fan of Virgin New Adventures. Be sure that has in no way altered my opinion of you at all. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Firefly is awesome. Yes. Serenity is brilliant. The message is a primula. What the hell is primula? Cheese. 
Oh, okay. The message is a Primula-filled episode oozing idiocy and badness. <laughs> That's two shows Fox has unjustly killed now. Doctor Stu, the animated fan parody, and this... Thankfully, yep. that's another show the fans have not let die. Keep flying, brown coats. Yep. Recently, I watched Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Or Raiders of the Lost Ark, as it should be called. <laughs> and viewed it on my Facebook. I found it to be distinctly meh. What? With what? the ending downright insulting. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say this to our listener. Turn off and go away now! <laughs> <laughs> Radio Free Scar's own Warren Frey turned up to tell me I was wrong. And he is right in telling you I'm wrong. This is the dark side of the nerds. <laughs> we are the people who were looked down upon in school, outcast and rejected. Mm. We are better than this. We know what it's like to be ostracised and persecuted for being different, yet I found that just that happening to me for my own opinions of a certain film. I doubt it's meant maliciously, but a force with which nerds can push and reject opinions is sometimes shocking and even hurtful. Finally, it was my 21st birthday on the 20th of June. Happy birthday! birthday. And I've joined a local gaming group. Oh, congratulations! We meet up to play board games, video games and chat. It's really nice and has got me thinking about stuff I normally wouldn't. (laughs) I'm a problem solver. Sort of person who is never quite happy because they're always working on fixing the latest little niggle. When I buy things, they're to solve the latest particular conundrum. But ever since Gallifrey 1, my opinions on that front have been changing. It isn't enough to improve my home till I have something worthy of grand designs. (laughs) I need experiences too. I want to see the world, meet new people and play games away from the computer. I think I now finally have the home and mindset to where I could conceivably do so if I had the time, the money and a laptop. Yes, know that mm. feeling. Yep. Perhaps next year when Doc 2 isn't so important because Matt Smith has left and university is over. Ooh. Yes, I think that could work. For now, though, I'm in reset limbo, oh, not knowing what I have to do to reset film studies and my film reviews while more controversial are getting noticed. Tata for now, Gordon Jones. Thank, Thank you, Gordon. Gordon. If, if it's not going to cover too much area, Gordon, it would be interesting to find out why you thought Indiana was there. Hmm. I think you have to watch the review because he's done oh, an online so I'll review. Have a, I'll, Facebook. I'll have a look at your Facebook because, it, yeah, obviously it's a film that came out of our generation. Yeah. It was quite was it, a big thing. And, yeah. and it yeah. is a case of is it the memory cheats and that. So it'd be interesting to see why different generation find memory it does differently. Cheat. I will ignore. It does, but we saw this only a few months ago, didn't we? It was on at SeaWorld, local cinema. They um, did a special screening. Yes. Maybe a year ago, no more yeah. than a year ago. And I was really impressed. I hadn't seen it in years. Yeah. I was really impressed with it a second. Well, Watching it on the big screen. Gordon's Facebook and see. Mm, yeah. 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 Not every film's Ebby's taste. No, no, no. no, no, no that is it. It's, it's, you can't have the same thing for everyone. Cause no. no. I have, then I did grow up with it. So. I have one last piece of feedback here. Oh, yeah. And from Bernie. Oh, Bernie. Hello, Hello Bernie. Bernie. Um, I'm not saying this makes sense but I'm reading it okay go for it. we're <laughs> hello, braced hello staggering stories Bernie here with a random series 7 thought oh okay when the Daleks were saying eggs to Rory yes yeah, yeah. what was rushing through my mind was that's where she got the eggs Dalek eggs <laughs> adios Bernie Cohen. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you, Thank you Bernie. Bernie. Uh, can I, can do I, I want to be in Bernie's head? Can I make a small suggestion? Lay off the cheese before you go to bed. <laughs> it kind of made sense at the time. It, maybe. it, it, it mm, makes yeah. sense, but I don't want to be in Bernie's head. <laughs> it's like a, it's a frightening place. To be. Play. Yeah, it's interesting, but I think it might be slightly frightening. <laughs> right, last bit of feedback here. Just come in from one Siobhan Galishon. 
Just to remind us that on the Flashing Blade website, www.flashingbladepodcast.net, by around Tuesday, well before this episode goes out, there will be videos of the flashing in the park. No, that's not what you think <laughs> it is. <laughs> the flashing blades, a picnic in Hyde Park, including the, the thing with El Presidente and Doctor Sinister, the, the evil off. The evil yes, off, yes. yes. And uh, you can go and vote for either Doctor <laughs> Sinister or El Presidente. Is it El Presidente for the win every time? It should be. No, it, it's going to have to be. I have to say, I don't think they did a very good job. It, no, no. Doctor Sinister was there all prepared. He had his speech written. I just made mm-hmm. up so I Well, it's, 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 it's going to be have to be El Presidente. Mm-hmm. Then he might give me Karen back. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say El Presidente looks pretty good as evil El Presidente. <laughs> no, no, there is no evil El Presidente. There, there just is I'm El sorry, Presidente. The more evil <laughs> El Presidente. I must, I must say the photos look very convincing, actually. They do. <laughs> well, what, what you don't realise was if things got out of hand, El Presidente did have a minion hiding up in the tree, mm. ready to take out Dr Sinister at a moment's notice. <laughs> yeah, With a fart gun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who is Gru and who is Dr Nefario? Mm. Only you can decide. Yes. Go and vote if you must. <laughs> Right, I think it's it for feedback. Okay, okay. Lay it on me, big boy. And so, dear listeners, this brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. You're supposed to say hooray. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There is a whole generation listening to us. They're going to have no idea what that comes from or means. (laughs) Or continent, or maybe several continents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, That's it, yeah. Whole generation in Britain and the rest of the world, world, no chance. It's going, what the hell are they on? (laughs) But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who will than you. Q! Until that quivering quagmire of quintessential quirkiness <laughs> comes quivering down upon us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye bye. Button. You have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 162, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente Productions for www.staggeringstories.net. Bye. Doobie 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 Bop I think that's the full range of noises that I get okay. up to yep. Okay, good, good, good Make sure you've got the right podcast number Yeah, that's it, it's 162 mm, Yeah Yay! Anyone else remember that chap who played the Doctor for a couple of months in 2015? 20, 25? Mm. Oh yeah and Do you well, know something yeah. about the next doctor? We don't. You never know. I'll say that again. Yes, yes, oh, I have oh, an addendum. When, when I get this, this internet to work. Okay, oh no, that's the wrong bit. You've addendum the wrong one. I've addendum the wrong one. I don't want YouTube.
What do I want you to do? What are you watching on YouTube? I have no idea. Why are you watching YouTube? This is not my tablet. That's why I'm turning (laughs) it off quickly. It might be the Karen Gillan porno channel. (laughs) (laughs) You notice how he perked up at that one? It's your tablet. (laughs) Oh, right. uh, Good God. Did you want the IP address or something? (laughs) Have you got it? Oh, dear. Very, I wouldn't say... You wouldn't, would you? No, you know. You're not going to say it at all. <laughs> You're allowed to say something, even what you wouldn't say. Rubber news. Yes, a very wolf. <coughs> oh, get out of it. <coughs> get away, Public, get please. Away. <laughs> right, how long we've we been at this malarkey? Oh, about an hour. Shall we do the feedback? If you like, yeah. <laughs> That's probably enough of any soul, isn't it? <laughs> probably. We actually might have a, have a podcast that's, mm. that's less than a day long. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, one, one's got a French maid's outfit. Yeah. We have uh, a Westlife song and, oh. and YMCA. <laughs> no, it's not YMCA, because not... they don't do YMCA. Oh, they don't do YMCA. Do they do... Me, we, we. I have to catch it. You've yeah. got to go see it. It took me a few moments to get the Westlife. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then the entire audience just erupted in the yeah. sunlight, really. You've got, you've got minions singing. It's a boy band. Boy band, you, yeah. yeah. It's a sort of Westlife. And, and you've got the minion doing this sort of like romantic mm. song yeah. to this butterfly. And it takes a second. It's like, this is just so silly beyond compare. Mm. <laughs> and then slowly you can hear as the cinema gets mm. what yeah. the song is. Yeah. And they actually. And the video. They, yeah, they don't just sing their thing, they go through the video. video. Yep. So oh, you've okay. got one guy standing and you've got another three other minions behind yep. them doing the backing <laughs> vocals. Going uh, through the grass. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yes. YMCA was funny. <laughs> Minion sticks his head around the corner dressed as a cowboy. Mm. And yeah. you can hear the audience go. <laughs> you've got one as a cowboy. Another yeah. one as a um, builder, yeah. builder, Indian, yeah. and you've got another one with with leather jahopes and the big yeah. bushy moustache. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, the biker. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. banana.